0: Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey everyone and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. Thank you all so much for joining me for this really fun episode where we start to dig back in to my experience of the Universal Orlando Resort last week. It was a lot of fun traveling with my daughter on a special kind of daddy-daughter trip and even getting to experience some things at Universal Orlando that I hadn't experienced before and seeing her kind of come of come out of her shell and experience some new things for herself. Well, we're going to be digging into our experience over the next uh, few weeks and kind of coming back to it a little bit, taking some breaks to pursue some other topics. But I'm very excited to share with you a little bit more tonight about what it was like to get there and also a little bit about our hotel experience and a few other things along the way. So thank you all so much for joining us for this episode and let's get into it. Shall we? Tonight, this is Travel Tips Tuesday and it is May the 18th, 2021. Tonight's focus, our conversation is gonna be all about Universal Orlando. Specifically, this part of the Universal Trip Report. I'm gonna kinda split it up into little bite-sized pieces for you. Uh, The Universal Trip Report tonight is just all about getting there and getting started. We're gonna be focusing more on the hotel experience itself. And again, our question of the day that we mentioned is kinda twofold. Two different parts to it. If you could turn a movie into a theme land at a theme park, what would it be? And part number two is what attraction and or food item or experience would you like to include? So, would love to hear from you about that. If you have any thoughts, uh, any questions, any recommendations, armchair imagineering. Let's go. Yes, we're talking about Universal. They don't have imagineers the former Imagineers that work for him. Um, actually, fun fact, the uh, the gentleman, the former Imagineer that we had on the show back in November to celebrate episode 100, uh, Mr. Craig McNair Wilson, who is one of the folks involved in the design concept process of the Hollywood Tower Hotel, aka the Tower of Terror. Uh, he actually did an initial concept drawing for Seuss Landing over at Universal. So you know, there's our Tie-in for tonight for this, Um, but for some of you at home, you've got some ideas. You think of you're like, hey, Disney should do this. Universal should do this. Specifically, Universal, what should they do? Give me some ideas. Let's talk about them. Some of you have already had some great ideas in the feed earlier, and we'll come back to some of those here in just a bit. But first and foremost, let's go ahead and get into some very huge, important news. So, if you didn't see my kind of real last-minute Facebook Live, we did. A few days ago, uh, I actually went live to talk about you know Universal decided to relax their mask policy, and I went online. You know, I found the change ver- verbiage officially from them. I kind of read through that and sort of you know interpreted it as 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 literally as I could. Uh, I actually read the majority of it off verbatim, and just kind of talking about that. What that means is, as we were getting started, as we were getting started, I get a text message from one of my other Travel Nation buddies uh, that said, "Hey." By the way, Disney is relaxing their their role too. So Universal went first, a few hours later, Disney is like, hey, we're gonna do the same thing. So right now, uh, basically what that means for you, if you were traveling basically a few days ago Kind of forward for the foreseeable future uh, know that facial coverings masks you know within the stated guidelines They have to have ear loops, you know, they have to be you know this kind of thing So here's like a universal mask that I have. It's double ear fabric um, Really comfortable, you know ear loops fits around your nose and, and your chin and all that and everybody's familiar with all that by now um, You still have to wear those basically from the moment you get in a line queue. if you're inside uh, you have to have it on but even if the queue is outside you have to have the mask on That's kind of the the official rule and how most people are interpreting it and how it sh- should be enforced and how it is being Enforced for the most part now some of you may be aware that some attraction lines queues especially at Disney uh, in in some cases at Universal as well or Especially if you go into like Diagon Alley where uh, in the Wizarding World Harry Potter where kind of people are really close together Um, lines wrap around the sides of the buildings and whatnot mask and facial coverings likely will be required there I say likely just because I'm not there personally now but based on how we read it you should be. If you're not inside actively eating or drinking, you should have it on. So if you're inside a restaurant and you're in line for your food, you likely need to have that on. So just check for the team members. You know they will direct you and let you know kind of on what the what's expected uh, at that particular attraction or store or whatever the case is. If you're shopping inside, facial covering st- still stays on. But if you're walking around outside, just kind of hanging out doing your thing, you want to grab some maskless you know photos do it. You know, they're not required outdoors, which is awesome. So uh, that's great. It's a real big step kind of moving forward. Um, it kind of shows that we are sort of on the tail end of, of what we've been going through. And I imagine there may be some more challenges in the future. We don't know what's going to happen, but uh, this is a big step. You know, more and more people are being called back to work uh, in the Florida theme park industry. Even in, in California as well, and basically what that means is this: it means more people are coming back to work. It means life is returning to normal. It means you know the, the livelihood that many people have uh, not had for you know thirteen months or so 14 15 months in some cases uh is is not there and it's not just the the people that work in the parks i was actually talking to somebody about this i think maybe yesterday uh it's the infrastructure that supports this industry right it's it's the supply chains that fuels the 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 dining experiences the food uh, you know all the different things that that it takes to kind of keep up with uh even the ride infrastructure running it at a higher more intense rate because a lot of these attractions have kind of been run just sort of in maintenance mode uh, while the parks were closed for a while and even while they're in sort of lower capacities but you know there are all, all sorts of things that that take place to kind of keep the parks up and going it's about the mom and pop shops uh, the smaller hotels that that you know house guests in the area it's about the convention in- industry that brings in a lot of uh, money to these areas so you know we forget that it's not just about people going hanging out and having fun and you know expendable Come, blah 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 whatever i mean people live and exist around these areas and you know some of them uh you know they the the Situations are different for everybody, right? But um, these areas have had a massive impact. And one thing that I noticed that is a huge sign that things are getting back to normal in the uh, Central Florida theme park area is traffic is much heavier. <laughs> it was much heavier last week than it was back in January. So that's, uh, th- that's a big sign that things are rocking and rolling and moving forward. So that's pretty huge. Exciting. You know, we're, 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 hopefully, you know, uh, like I was saying on the tail end of this and and progressing forward and moving actively into the future. So uh, good times are ahead indeed. Some other general travel news. So uh, big news for me personally, for those of you that have been watching this show for the past several months since January 1 or so, uh, the 40 by 40 contest drawing is this Saturday. So if you have booked a trip with me um, or a reservation, if it's tickets only, if it's, you know, a package, if it's multiple, you know, reservations, those kinds of things. Uh, each one of those qualifies for an entry into a drawing for a $50 gift card uh, that I will be doing this Saturday on my 40th birthday. So basically the challenge initially was to book 40 trips. By the time I turned 40 years old, we would well surpass that mark and we will be doing that drawing for that gift card this Saturday, and I'll be posting the time later on. Uh, you'll see that uh, you'll see that drawing, that notice, so uh, look for it, and this is a great time to tell you if you have not subscribed to our channel on YouTube, please do that. Uh, the link is a little bit.ly link. If you scroll down to the bottom of the show notes, uh, you'll see that in there if you're watching on Facebook, uh, on my personal page, or on the Travel Tips Tuesday page, please subscribe. If we get to 100 subscribers, we get a really fun custom URL that we can drop in there and uh, we'll have a little bit more visibility. So we'd love to build up our YouTube presence a little bit more. Also, uh, here's our very practical travel tip uh, for the day. So this is huge for anyone. If you've already got travel plans, especially international travel plans, uh, or if you're thinking about international travel plans to and all-inclusive or cruise lines, by the way, you know it looks like there's some very heavy speculation that uh, cruising out of U.S. ports will begin in some sort of limited capacity in July. Again, those are still in a conversational stage, but with uh, CDC and you know various governmental authorities and whatnot, uh, there have not been any firm announcements that yes, this is happening from U.S. ports starting on this date with this cruise line and this ship. We do see cruise lines, you know, returning their ships to some of their home U.S. ports again in a limited capacity, but you know this is part of the slow ramp up. It's not just you know flipping a switch and then overnight all the sudden everybody's cruising again. Um, but I've gotten several people that have asked me about cruises lately. Of course, the Disney Wish uh bookings have opened started to open up this week for uh the castaway club members. Uh so uh yeah we're we're rocking and rolling and moving forward for sure. So big tip though getting to it is this if you plan on any sort of international travel, be it cruising all inclusives, other sorts of international travel travel this summer or fall, please, please please check your passports. Please check your passports because passport renewal and application times, uh, even with like the standard times without paying the expedited fee or around six to 10 weeks, um, there's a situation when I had some clients that, apply, that were traveling in March, um, excuse me, no, earlier this month, um, in the very beginning of this month that had applied for their passports, I think a two or maybe three months ago and they had not received theirs well i was able to work with them to give them kind of some tips that i usually share with clients that like sort of run into a jam in this process to kind of help ex- expedite their pro- their passports because they had received some of them had not received all of them for their family so passports are backlogged right now Check your passport expiration dates as well. If you're like, I've got one, I know it's not expired. Passports, this is just the general rule of thumb um, that will make life a lot easier for everybody traveling. Passports need to have an expiration date more than six months from the date you get back from your trip. Again, passports need to have an expiration date more than six months, you know, from when you get back. And that's just kind of a, a rule of thumb. It kind of, you know, it lowers the possibility of red flags going, you know, you getting interrogated when you go through customs and immigration. And there are some countries that actually won't let you travel, uh, specifically another country. If, uh, if if you have a passport that's that way. So please go check them, take a look at them if they're in their safe deposit box, if they're in your fire safe box, if you don't know where they are, go look for them. They're great to have, they're good for 10 years. You can use them for job like applications, official IDs for flying and yada, yada, yada. So anyway, uh, check on your passports. All right, so let's get into our um, our conversation here in just a second. I wanna go ahead and check on our question of the day. Uh, as a reminder our question of the day is if you could kind of two questions I'm sort of cheating a little if you could turn a movie into a themed land at a theme park What would it be and what attraction in or food item? Would you like to see there? So if you could turn a movie into a themed land at a theme park What would it be and what attraction in or food item would you like to see there? So let's take a look at some of the comments uh, that folks are dropping in the chat. So um Jim Wilderman is hopping on tonight. So um, definitely, so yeah, my buddy John, Jonathan Clark says, hey, and Jim Wilderman's uh, celebrating the new mask policy, which is Awesome. Um, let's go back to the news feed from Facebook earlier just to kind of see what some folks were saying about this question of the day here. Um, all right. Laura says, How to Train a Dragon Area Design. Never actually seen How to Train a Dragon. Confession. Uh, I definitely need to see it. It's great uh, film from what I hear, but that could be a great opportunity for a dragon flight simulator. That would actually be pretty cool. Or an area to adrop- adopt a dragon, like a Build-A-Bear sort of thing. Uh, Jen says, Tangled... Especially so, tangled the the animated series uh, that was on uh, Disney Channel, I believe, for a little while. It's also on Disney Plus. It's great, great show, uh, great story arcs and everything. Awesome. Uh, so she says, especially from season three when they ride the waterlog flumes to save Eugene, his dad, the horses, and the Stabbington brothers, Rapunzel and Pascal are awesome. So yeah, that that is a really uh, good good show. <laughs> a good episode specifically for sure. <laughs> Mike says Dunder Mifflin Land with Pretzel Day every day. <laughs> nice, sweet office reference for you. Uh, Scott McKay says Sugar Rush Racetrack World from Wreck-It Ralph. That would be a lot of fun for sure. My buddy Terry Weaver says Doors from Monsters, Inc. with a sushi sushi restaurant. Uh, that would be actually really neat as well. So there are a lot of uh, themed lands. Uh, oh, <laughs> here we go. So uh, my friend David Dollar, who's also a travel agent agent uh, as well with a different agency. Uh, he's, he lives about an hour and a half south of me in Birmingham. We're kind of buddies. And uh, he's also part of the Main Street Electrical Podcast. So if, if you're looking for another, uh, they don't do their show live. It's recorded pretty much every week, but they do a really good job reporting the facts. Uh, it's a lot of fun, very entertaining. They have some great guests on. Uh, but the Main Street Electrical Podcast is a great one. David's one of the co-hosts of it. He says, re dinosaur into the good dinosaur and turn a not terrible, though not uh, great film into a not terrible but pretty good ride. So, uh yeah, a lot of great here top uh, great ideas here, to, uh Top Gun, um a lot of other Star Wars themed things, Wakanda, Wizard of Oz, Indiana Jones, more Indiana Jones attractions. Um ghostbusters lord of the rings lots of shout outs for lord of the rings and the hobbit actually so that's some pretty cool ideas y'all y'all are super creative and uh, love that love it love it love it all right so let's talk about universal so we stayed at i'm gonna grab this real quick this is my handy dandy lanyard that we picked up so lanyards are a really if you're traveling universal Yeah, been there before. And I have some clients that I'm working with right now that uh, are traveling to Universal Orlando Resort here in a few weeks for the first time. Um, These are a... Number one tip so you can buy these in the hotel. You can buy them ahead of time You can find them a number of different ways Uh, like these specific ones because they have kind of a a little buckle thing around your neck It's super comfortable. It's a wide band So it's not like cutting into your neck like those ones made out of like that paracord kind of material Um, It's got a pouch for kind of your ticket whatever you want to put in there ID uh, that's clear So, you know, it's got a little zipper thing on it. Uh, This particular one is Harry Potter themed, which is kind of cool. So one of the things uh, you'll do when you go to your hotel is you'll get your room key. One of the things that's different about Universal Resorts hotels uh, versus Disney is that your room key is your room key. It doesn't serve also as your part ticket. Your part ticket is actually separate. I've got mine here kind of still flipped around in the back. And um, I have the barcodes facing out uh, for a number of reasons. So you you can use this for a couple of different things around the resort. But your part tickets are used, obviously, to get into the parks. Um, They're also used to open lockers that are mandatory at several of the attractions where you have to take everything out. Sometimes even your cell phones uh, are not allowed in certain uh, line queues. Once you pass the lockers, they have to be put in. Uh, some they are I mean you can't take videos on attractions at universal attractions that's one of the things that's a bit different um, than uh, than disney so uh, i have my barcode for my ticket flipped around uh, so i can just easily boop, scan open the locker and you pop your stuff in it doesn't cost anything to use the lockers while you're on the ride you can't just drop your stuff in there and then like leave and come back at the end of the day that's not what those lockers are for there are those lockers available um, at the front of the parks like you see at a lot of theme parks also at volcano bay the water park we're going to spend an episode probably talking specifically about volcano bay Uh, there are lockers available there as well so um, lanyard travel easy travel tip here with a clear pouch on it Um, super super easy thing and pretty necessary i think to have when you go to universal you'll see most people uh most people wearing them and it just makes it a little bit easier than the kind of fumbling with your wallet and trying to figure out you know where you're putting your your tickets and if you've got you know 47 kids with you or whatever it is uh you know it just makes life a little bit easier so getting to the hotel uh specifically though i'm gonna kind of backtrack a second we universal does have a uh a shuttle service that's available that takes you round trip from universal orlando airport and to whichever hotel you're staying at and by it is not in back uh, it is not complimentary uh, it is called the superstar shuttle and i believe it's run by Mears. if i'm not mistaken um, that handles a lot of uh, the the busing to different theme parks in the area Mears is a great company they provide pretty solid service uh, they provide the um, kind of resort to park uh, transportation in the universal orlando resort area we did not use the superstar shuttle uh, from the airport to the hotel. We opted to use Uber instead, um, which is which is super easy. There's a designated Uber pickup area, and at the airport, just kind of follow the the signage to the rideshare pickup area. Again, super easy. Uh, it it was not cheap. All right, it was not cheap. It was around fifty ish or so bucks. Um, so. But if you take into account, like, for those shuttles, a lot of times you're paying for multiple people. Um, if you're taking, I would say, two or more, uh, the Uber is probably a pretty good ride. Uh, pretty good, well, it was a good ride for us, uh, but a pretty easy thing to do. Uh, also, so uh, we were traveling with my daughter, who was eight years old, and she still requires kind of a booster seat. And she didn't have a true booster seat per se, but if you do have young children that still require a booster seat specifically, and, you know, they're kind of... Pushing the edge, you know they're maybe taller. I would recommend uh, these, um these uh, p- kind of portable booster seats or compact called My folds If you M I F O L D, if you Google that, search on Amazon or whatever, Target, Walmart, you can find them. But basically, they're the size of a big, po- the size of a big pocketbook. So we used to have one that by about- that you know that wide or so. They have these little things that stick out to the side that sort of hold the seatbelt down. They also have another uh, real sturdy sort of belt type thing with a clip on it that clips onto the seatbelt to keep the seatbelt from kind of going into you know the the passengers. Neck, um, and they're real easily packed. So, like, I threw it in the backpack, the suitcase. Uh, Whenever we had to take an Uber, got it out. Whether we're going to Disney Springs, which we did, or whether we're going to the hotel or back to the airport, uh, you know, we were able to use it pretty easily. So, big fan of that. Real easy, great Uber driver, great experience there, and um, didn't have to wait long either for a ride either way. Uh, Universal's Endless Summer Dockside Inn in Suites. That is where we stay, the Universal Endless Summer Dockside Inn in Suites. If you didn't catch the live that I did last week, just real briefly, uh, we will be posting that later along with my kind of uh, brief Facebook live we did with the new Mass Policies updates. We'll be posting that in conjunction with uh, this episode uh, later on. So uh, we stayed at the Universal Endless uh, Summer Dockside Inn in Suites. It's kind of Universal's uh, version of a value experience as far as a, a hotel goes. Uh, it was, it was a great hotel. You know, we, we had uh, a comfortable stay, you know, the beds were comfortable. Uh, the bathroom was clean. Uh, one of the things that he, That was unique about that particular bathroom is that it did not have a tub, it was just a standing shower only. Um, They didn't have like pre pumped, you know, shampoo, conditioner, and body wash kind of like bolted to the wall, like you see a lot in a lot of the Disney resorts now. They actually still have them in the bottles. Uh, The pricing for these resorts is very comparable to what you would see at some of the value resorts at Disney. Now, They tend to be a little bit on the cheaper side, but kind of depending on the season, they can be pretty comparable. Um, You know, would I stay there again? I'll give you my kind of mini short review up front. If you're about ready to tune out, Uh, yes, uh, I would. But there are some pros and cons uh, that out there. I'm going to talk about the cons first. So, uh, the cons first. So again, these, and this is not, this is more of an observation, I would say than a con, but it's a basic hotel, right? So with different hotel levels, you're going to have, uh, you know, different types of amenities that you're used to, as far as, you know, dining and, you know, other amenities, um, at the hotel, like, I don't know, room service, and, um, like, do they have spas, and, you know, those kids clubs, all, I mean, there's a number, number of different things, like, hotel, different types of hotel activities and, and stuff like that. So, at this particular hotel, uh, this particular hotel category, it's a pretty basic experience. I will also say that this is the newest hotel category for the Universal Orlando Resort. Sorry, I'm stumbling over myself, and need to slow down. <laughs> um it the I can't remember the exact date that it opened, but it's not been open very long. Um, I believe it opened shortly before the pandemic hit. And again, great experience so far. Beautiful, very well done. Um, in but there some of the things that I think could use a little bit of improvement um, are the following. So it has a small food court. Okay, so it has a small food court for ordering, um, and. Uh, it gets pretty congested during busy times. And you're probably, like, well, you know, most restaurants get congested dur- during busy times. And yes, you're right, it does. But the way this particular food court area is called Pier 8 at the Dockside. So there's the theme, right? Continuing with the theming. Dockside in the suites. Uh, Pier 8, um, the dining area, or actually the ordering area. So uh, it kind of had little areas where you walk up and there's a team member behind there that would you know serve you your item in a in a disposable container of some sort and then you would you know proceed to the cash register and then check out and go but the area the way they have it set up is there's this sort of like center area where they had uh, iced things like uh, they're kept cool like fresh items like uh, freshly uh, squeezed juices of different types uh, freshly cut fruit um, parfait. So your yogurt, granola and berries and stuff. Um, they had a few other things around there, that area as well. It's kind of right in the middle. And then around that sort of in a U shape, uh, was sort of baked goods like croissants and different things. They also have crispy cream donuts, which is a, con but you know i mean not a con it's a pro <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute um and they have different sandwiches hot and cold sandwiches of different types as well um they've got of course pizzas and you know r- real quick easy burgers and chicken fingers sort of things for your lunch and dinner items uh great breakfast items as well uh are pretty tasty um and then they have sort of a fridge area with you know your different drinks milks and waters and Juices and whatnot, and then they have this sort of little nook, and I really like this. So even though we're talking about cons right now, I really like this. They have this little sort of nook area specifically for like allergy-friendly food items. Sometimes if you're traveling with allergies, it can be uh, hard to find those things. And but I believe I think more and more uh, more areas, especially like this, that draw in a lot of families and people from all over, trying to be you know more uh, intentional about serving guests with allergies. I'm one. I have allergies, so you know. I get it. Kids that do, I know other people that do. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like I I enjoyed that. It's it's kind of congested as that place could get during peak times, and it could be confusing on where to stand, like if you were waiting on something they ran out of, uh, you know, like, for example, I went in, I had a Cuban sandwich the first night that we got there, it was pretty late, just wanted a Cuban sandwich, pretty basic Cuban sandwich, nothing, you know, special about it, wasn't horrible, it was also freshly made, hadn't been sitting under the warming light forever, so, you know, that was, that was a plus, Um, but while I was waiting for that to be made, because normally they just have them there ready, they pull them out of a warmer, stick them on your little disposable food tray or whatever, and then give them to you. had to wait for it for a while. It was kind of confusing on where I should stand. And there are other people that were wondering, like, do I need to wait here? Are you in line? So there wasn't really a way to, to queue up. People were just kind of like trying to awkwardly social distance from each other and figure out where they should go. And I just think that's something that could be remedied, uh, either with a little bit more clear direction from another team member uh, or implement Uh, mobile ordering so that's one thing that disney has done very well at their resorts is they've implemented mobile ordering at most of their quick service food locations at the resort hotels so uh super uh, super easy to do that so the other thing the last con that i will get to is this at the universal endless dockside inn and suites is that there are only four elevators for one tower four elevators for one tower and we stayed on the seventh floor and we were not all the way up forget how many floors there are but there are several there's lots of rooms in both of these main two towers that were there so there are basically two pretty much mirrored sides of each other uh, of this resort area and there's only four elevators per one tower often there would be lines um, kind of getting into them and there would be a wait you know we never we never waited probably more than i don't know Ten minutes, uh, guests were supposed to socially distance in the elevators, though that policy, I feel like, wasn't enforced 100%. So, um, you know, I, that, that that is what it is. But, again, we felt safe. We had a good time and, and enjoyed our stay there. So let's talk about the, the pros. That's enough kind of down talk about the cons. But let's talk about what was great. The big one I'm going to talk about up front is this, all right? Number one big one is it's very close to the parks, very close to the parks. Massive fan of the proximity of this as far as like you know one of the 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 reasons why you go stay at a deluxe resort at Disney a lot of times is because of how close it is to the parks right that's part of the reason why you go and stay there so you can be a little closer you can walk to them now you couldn't walk from the Universal in the summer area but you could hop on a bus and those buses were like cranking out there was always one there we never saw there's never more than a five minute gap between I'm not exaggerating this there's never more than a five minute gap um, between a bus being in front of you picking you up to take you to the parks whether it was the water park or whether it was uh you know the city walk area where you go to islands of adventure universal studios florida so uh, th- that was one of the things i thought they did extremely well uh not a lot of wait times for through buses very close so like if you were like hot you want to go back to the resort at the end of the day you could easily you know head back towards the exit of the park go through city walk and then uh go get in your bus and uh it was great. So I, I love that. Uh, I love that. It was super convenient. We did that uh, a couple of times. We, uh, you know, went to the parks, just, you know, hit it hard all day. We'll talk about our park days here uh, over the next week or two. And we were able to go back, and especially when it got hot, because, yes, it got hot. It is Florida. There was no, there were really no clouds <laughs> during the day except for, I think, day two. Uh, Tuesday of last week, uh, there were a little bit of clouds that popped up later on in the afternoon when we were at Volcano Bay, which was helpful. But when we were in uh, the, the two main parks, Islands of Adventure and Universal, Universal Studios Florida, the sun was out, y'all. It was out. It was shining. and It was hot. And it was humid. And uh, it was great to be inside when we were inside. And we had to go back and kind of get uh, re-energized and cleaned up. And we came back for a little bit of playtime at night. So that was, uh, that was nice. Uh, the team members are very friendly. They were trained well. We had a great experience. Anytime we needed something, uh, they were very kind. Uh, they were very professional. Had one little issue with uh, the resort refillable mug uh, that we had. So. One of the things I like, and this is also on my list, and I was going to get it, I don't have it with me, uh, is at, at Disney, when if you get one of their resort refillable mugs, it's for the length of stay. However, Universal, you can buy one and then select how many days you want to use it, and they put it on this little thing, scan it, and put something in, and then sort of authorize it for however many days you're going to have it. We had one little issue where ours expired before it should have, um, so we were on our way out. We just wanted something to drink real quick and, and fill it up kind of on the go as we were leaving there was an issue took it. The cast member said, Hey, you know, we bought this for a couple of days. We're on our way out. She's like, okay, you know, I'm ahead and add another day to it. So you can just go ahead and get what you need and boom, you know, we're, we're good. So yes, we paid for it. There's a small issue there, but she didn't bat an eye and, and took care of us. Uh, you know, we had one other issue. Um, one of two other things that happened when we were at Ollivander's uh, in the park, uh, which were, which I will share uh, when we talk about Ollivander's and getting our wand, my wand, which is right here behind me. Actually, no, that's the bag. This is the wand itself. We'll talk more about that in this little map thing here uh, next time around. So, because some people are curious. You see people go into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, hanging out and playing with those things. So, uh, um, we'll, we'll talk a lot about that. But uh, there's another situation where we were, um, I've been given some very specific instructions on uh, when to show up at a restaurant that we were dining at, cho- the Chocolate Toothsome Emporium, which is a pretty great restaurant, great food, great service, uh, great review all around there. And uh, we got there, and they were like, we We're not taking any more walk ups. And we had been instructed by a team member earlier to come back and that we could be seated in a certain area, even though we didn't have a reservation. And uh, you know, they, they took care of us, you know, they they stood up to their words, they kept to it, even though they had stopped taking uh, walk ups. So um, that was pretty great. You know, we had a great experience every time we had a question uh, with with a team member we were kind you know we respected the the facial covering rules and it was just it was a great trip it really was uh, some of the other things I really like about the universal in the summer Dockside Inn and suite specifically are the two uh, two large main pools uh, they had a lot of chairs uh, you know you could go down there get your towels by the pool so you didn't have to take your hotel towels down from your room uh, you and get a towel for your you know your lounge chair and just kind of hang out the pools were big and wide you know so people weren't all like you know climbing on top of each other and that kind of thing i mean of course there's some kids kind of wrestling around or whatever (laughs) doing what kids do but um we spaced out and had a good time there are two big pools that are like this kind of inside the they're sort of inside the the confines of the tower they're not indoors but sort of the towers sort of do uh, an open v the towers are sort of in in that area uh so oh, that was pretty great um some other folks have been commenting we're going to pause real quickly and see um who's been comping. So (laughs) Jen says when traffic is a good thing, she's talking about things returning to normal. So yeah, absolutely. I'll agree with you. Uh, my friend Charles Quall says, Elizabeth says a Downton Abbey theme park would be fun. That would be, that would be pretty fun oh and a mighty ducks thing land we can learn how to play hockey with bombay as well as you play against iceland <laughs> that would be so epic by the way if you're not watching the uh the mighty ducks show on disney plus you're definitely missing out for anyone that is listening check it out it's really good it's really really good uh so yeah crispy cream uh I'm such a good donut do they give free samples with <laughs> no they unfortunately they don't give um they don't give free samples out there so um Thank you all for chiming in tonight. A lot of great conversation going on. So again... A universal at the hotel at the Universal's Endless Summer Dockside Inn and Suites. There are two large main pools with ample chairs and towels. Um, Real fun area just to kick back and relax. Uh, The refillable mugs, again, I mentioned were nice. I mentioned the Krispy Kreme donuts that are in the lobby. Two of my favorite things. So, you know, as much as I kind of gave the layout of the food court area a hard time, they had Krispy Kreme donuts. And then outside in the lobby, there's a Starbucks. So for all of you people that love your coffee, you love your Starbucks, Coffees, um, you can definitely grab that on the go. The Starbucks um, are are in the hotels, they're also, uh, you know, some available in City Walk as well as you're walking to the park, you can grab that. Uh, on the go and it's a great refresher um, great pick me up in the morning so I actually ran into some friends um, from travel that were also down there one in particular uh, my friend Austin who's one of the VP with VPs with travel he's also one of the co-hosts of the travel nation podcast uh, shout out to Austin it was good to hang out with him uh, and his family for a bit one of our days there and uh, we were thankful for that time that my daughter and I got to hang out with them for a bit so uh, again a lot of great things about this hotel and Again, up front, I said before we kind of dove into this review that would I stay there again? Yes, I would. I would bring my family there. We had a a, a poolside view uh, room, a poolside standard view room. So a standard room, nothing special, you know, a couple of beds and real basic amenities in the room itself. There was a fridge. I often often get that question. So there are many fridges in all the rooms and this room overlooked the pool. So it was real pretty. We could actually look out our room and see Hogwarts castle out in the distance, which was kind of neat too. So, uh, there are also suites there as well. If you have a larger family, like we do, you could fit everybody, you know, in one room. Like if you have a family of six, uh, there are accommodations that would fit you all, all in one place. So, uh, that's pretty helpful as well. So if y'all have any questions about this resort or our experience specifically at the resort hotel, uh, Please let me know. I can't wait to share uh, with you all a little bit more um, about uh, our experience uh, going to the Universal Orlando Resort. was a lot of fun. You know, we spent a lot of time talking about Disney on this show uh, because it's near and dear to my heart, as you all know. Um, but you know, we go. To, we're going to be talking more about Universal too. So uh, very excited to share with you all more, and can't wait to get in. Uh, to it more. So if you do have any specific questions about Universal Orlando, uh, please send them my way. Drop them, drop me a comment on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, on where, what, wherever, whenever. So if you have my email address, text me, whatever. Uh, just let me know. Say, hey, what do you think about this? Could you answer this on your show? And I uh, would love to do that. So last but not least... As a reminder, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just You can go to YouTube and search Travel Tips Tuesday. You'll see the Travel Tips Tuesday logo. That is right up there. If you'll see that on the screen if you're watching live right now. So thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been a lot of fun to chat with you all tonight. And I can't wait to chat with you again next week a little bit more about Universal Orlando Resort. And then we'll get back to some Disney stuff for a bit. So. Excited to see where the next few weeks go. So, thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a magical evening, and we will see you again real soon. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.